Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> Hey, I always get jacked when I hear, let's get rolling. It is time for the big show, and together again, uh, it's great. Gordon Monson hanging out at Casa de Monson, and I'm Craig Bowlerjack hanging out here at Vivint Arena. In fact, Gordo, you should. i got to get you out of the house. I'll drive you, by the way, because <laughs> you need to come down here to the sidewalk sale uh, at uh, Vivint Smart Home or Vivint Arena, pardon me. Sidewalk sale running now through Saturday, up to 80% off tees, hats, hoodies, jerseys, and so much more. And uh, we'll be here till 6 o'clock. Uh, Gordon, it's great to hear from you, my friend. What a wild weekend. Got stories, a plethora. How about that? We'll start Monday with a plethora of stories here on, on the big show. I do not think you know what that word means. Uh, uh, isn't that the line? How's that line go? I'm a Kansas State graduate, man. <laughs> plethora was part of my all, all of my BS all the time. I guess we got a plethora of knowledge, Professor. Well, Buller, I'll tell you one thing. It sure is nice to uh, to have you back uh, on the show, leading the show like the old days, man. It brings back fond memories. Sure yeah, does. It, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun for me because I need something to do. Right? I mean, we're waiting uh, with bated breath to see. Uh, when free agency, we know when uh, the draft will be in November and then how this all just kind of, you know, just it's like a domino effect, right? You push one down and the others follow. And it's, it's great to be here. Austin, my man, uh, Johnny's running the remote outside of Vivint Arena. Austin, is it true, though? I'm sub- Didn't Gordo say 20 bucks an hour for me today? Is it, it out of his pocket? <laughs> oh, I heard 30. But, Was you know, it 30? Oh, 30? Let's split the difference and go yeah. with 40. Okay, let's do 40, and then I'll give you half. You know, we'll, we'll work it out. Percentage. Okay? Yeah. Percentage. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, isn't that about what I used to pay you back in the day? Yeah, yeah, it was about. Yeah, yeah, right. Or was it yeah. four dollars? Yeah, it was. It, I think it was forty cents. It was enough for a Coke, a cola back in the old days. Hey, uh, I hope uh, everybody's safe out traveling the highways, and uh, uh, I'm outside, which is great. But uh, the view is a little smoky, Gordo, as you know. Uh, yeah. Fires yeah. keep on burning. Uh, I tell you, we're going to hit on. The injuries, I know Scotty and Hans talked about it. Some big names went down. I counted 27 injuries in all, Gordon, and most of those majority were knees and hamstrings. I want to get your thoughts. I know you're not a doctor, but there has to be something said about this truncated-type season, camps, no preseason games, and how that impacts the National Football League. we got a lot to talk about on the NBA. Uh, Lakers 
2-0 on Denver. We'll talk about what AD called the Kobe shot. College football poll, BYU's uh, top 25 in both AP and the coaches. And I got a couple of notes about Wingfoot. That place is hellish, by the way. The U.S. Open <laughs> won by Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, the only Bird. player, by the way, that Gordo, that actually got past, I mean, he was under par. I mean, I got some numbers that are going to stagger you because those are our games. That's how we play the game of golf. Uh, well, plus, in the plus area. Yeah, and and Austin loves that stuff. He loves it when the when the best golfers in the world struggle a little bit. But uh, hey, what but, are you supposed to so, do when you're when you got uh, knee high? You know, uh, you're you're walking out in knee high rough. I mean, what are you supposed <laughs> to do with true. that? Come on, I can't even hit out an eight inch rough. I don't know how those guys out there, you know, in that uh, wheat field or whatever they're doing. But uh, uh, you <laughs> Corn. know, Corn he. Uh, he, you know, he was bombing those 325-yard uh, drives, and they, then putting too. I mean, uh, it was a, it was an impressive performance on a very difficult track. Yeah, it's a tough one. I've been there with Jim Nance years ago, and we uh, just walked and played one hole. And I thought, I'm gonna throw these, I'm gonna break these clubs. And it's, what was it's it incredible. like? Uh, it's 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 a beautiful course, but it's uh-huh. just they don't make it fun for you. <laughs> I mean, I want to have fun, man, when I play golf, right? Uh, and Nance can hit out of a lot of stuff. Jim, of course, played at Houston uh, with Freddie Couples as his roommate. And, you know, he, I think he got a chuckle out of watching our group struggle, <laughs> you know. I mean, struggle. I said, let's go. And we, only, we were only able, they allowed us one hole. And then we mm. went and had lunch. But it was quite a fun trip and quite a, a experience. So, is, uh, is that course bowler as beautiful as it looks on TV? I mean, oh yeah, a, it, it, it reminds me of the tr- sort of the traditional golf course, you know, with yeah. the trees and you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of classic. It is. It is. Um, but boy, they make it brutal. They really do. <laughs> what do they call it? The massacre at Wingfoot back in what seventy four. I mean, it, what was it? Plus seven won the title. That's unheard oh, wow. of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's unheard of. But uh, DeChambeau, DeChambeau uh, was able to tame the course, and the only guy that seemed to have figured it out. Hey, Austin, I'm glad you're aboard, man. Hey, by the way, did you have a good weekend, pal? Oh, yeah. Wonderful weekend. Did a lot of uh, manual labor. Did a lot good. of... Uh, good. Uh, broke a sweat. Yeah, earning my keep. And, what uh, what yeah. were you doing? Oh, shoveling uh, uh, gravel. And uh, oh. helping a friend move, and uh, you know, taking care of a two-year-old. So, oh, that's that's, uh-huh. that's living the dream, really. Uh, oh, that's the dream, man. You now, get everything you on sh- the plate. Were you, Bowler? I think he was shoveling gravel because his neighbor was uh, watering watering uh, Austin's yard to the point of flooding, and uh, you had to go in and do some uh, some fixing, huh? Uh, yeah, and he's a big-time listener here on the show, and I didn't really address it with him, so this is awkward. <laughs> Oops. Uh, hold on. Gordon's can you hit the pin number is. <laughs> hey, can you hit breaking news? <laughs> breaking news. Well, See, now he knows. That's the kind of neighbor Austin is. He's t- taking care of some business. Didn't even tell his uh, neighbor or didn't complain to him at all. He just took care of the business, man. That's impressive. So your house is flooded. Is that what you're telling me, Austin? Uh, the backyard uh, is accessible by canoe most mornings. Yes. All right. Good. Good. It's yeah. a water feature, is what I've been told. Yeah. Get a get a get a workout. Go canoeing got, in the backyard. He's got oh. the uh, what, what's the what's the hotel down in Vegas with the the uh, Bellagio? 
The Bellagio with the fountains. You got the water feature out front. Yeah, the mosquitoes love it. They just, they just <laughs> oh, yeah. really are thriving. Yeah, Nile virus coming your way, pal. Yeah, let's let's oh, hope great. not. Hey, I, I guess as we know, uh, we've got a lot of topics, but we're going to start off Austin Wright with the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hey, Zach, when, uh, if a position group gets COVID or gets the contact tracing, it could wipe out the whole group. At quarterback, that could be a major problem, obviously. Have they done any special uh, considerations for you or for other quarterbacks to, to keep you kind of safe from this thing, as if at all possible? Yeah, we're just talking about it in the film room. You know, we all got to have our masks on, stay as far away as we can from each other in the film room. And um, outside of that, you know, at practice, we got to wear our masks. We got to, you know, stay away from each other in the weight room. Um, you know, the biggest thing is the contract uh, tracing goes goes back to, you know, I would say who you're living with is one of the biggest issues we've had. And, um, you know, I, I personally got to, you know, find a spot for myself to live on my own. You know, that's not really anything the coaches can do. I know they, they want to urge that, but that's something that we have to do. And so um, if we really want to play this season without any issues, I probably got to go find somewhere else to live so that if any of my roommates get it, I'm not stuck and, and I'm out. So you're going to do that or you've done that? Yeah, that's the plan. So I'm, I'm technically exempt right now because I already, I already had it back, you know, whatever. So I'm in my 90 days still. So, um, I'm exempt until the latte game. I think I got it from me and some of my buddies having a, a little, uh, you know, neighborhood. We had a bunch of the football guys over and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun and, um, you know, somehow a bunch of us got it, you know, honestly for me and, and the other guys that had it, it was just, it was just like a cold, you know, minor symptoms and, um, you know, just tired, fatigued, all that kind of stuff, you know? So for us, it, it was nothing crazy. Um, you know, it was four days and we were, we were ready to go again. So it was, it was not bad. There you go. And Zach Wilson's own words, a quarterback for Brigham Young. Uh, he's still being tested, by the way, Gordon, uh, confirmed by uh, BYU, thanks to Austin's uh, quick work. And uh, amazing that, you know, there in the press conference, he just talks openly about uh, the summer situation where he and the buddies got together. Sounds pretty innocent, right? But again, that's kind of the lesson learned is when you start getting, you know, groups together, then the potential of uh, getting COVID-19 grows little by little by every person you add in that group. So uh, he's got to look for a place to live. He's still got to be basically on a 90-day, did he say, Gordo uh, in Austin, on a 90-day watch period and hopes to be able to play football. Uh, It's a crazy time. But, you know, I think these stories have got to come out and people understand, even athletes who we all think – are at a higher level of in shape and maybe immunity to things that's not going to hack it anymore in this conversation everyone is uh, can be uh put in harm's way so to speak yeah some are lucky they're asymptomatic uh but uh you heard what zach said there that he was he was bothered by it for about four days and here's one of the problems with this darn virus is they still don't know the long-term effects there are people who are young people who who make their way through it, but then later on they uh, come down with 
heart issues or other problems. And so it's it's tricky business. I remember during the summer, Bowler, we heard rumors about certain teams that were trying to have their players get it so they could get it over with. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, and I don't know whether that is sound medically or not, uh, but uh, they didn't want them coming down with it in the middle of the season. They wanted them to get it over with. And I don't know who falls into that category. I don't know what was going on. With uh, with Zach and getting together with the guys and and uh, and uh, having a gambling night, um, but uh, yeah, that was I did not know that he had had it, but uh, we had heard that there were some BYU players who had gotten it. Yeah, and, what's that uh, called, uh, Gordon? It's herd immunity, uh, yeah. where if everyone gets it, because it kind of goes back. I know folks are fatigued about this conversation because I'm in that same category. It's like a repeat every day, Groundhog Day, because there's more stories that come out, and I know everyone is very anxious to see what the end game is going to be, and hopefully it's a positive one, and that everyone can get out and do what they love, be involved in sports, not fear that you're going to come back, not only yourself, Gordon, but give it to a family friend or a parent, a grandparent, which at least from what we understand now they are more apt to be, um, let's just say, that vulnerable. the COVID, yeah, yeah, vulnerable is the word, the COVID-19 would take and attack the, the, the elderly, the older person with maybe a, a lesser immune system. So, And, th- and this is what's going on, Bowler. You, right now, I think I read that the median age, uh, as this thing has sort of exploded in Utah, uh, 26 years old, something like that. The problem is, if you're between 20 and 26, or you're 18, and you get it, and you don't have uh, severe symptoms, and then you go home, and next thing you know, you spread it to your parents, or your parents' parents, or whoever, and it, it gets around. Utah, let's say it the way it is, Bowler, Utah has done a crappy job of getting this thing under control. I mean, especially in certain hot spots, Utah County being one of them, but there are others as well. This thing, you know, I mean, people need to take it seriously. And this whole idea that it's fake, that it's not real, is it, I mean, come on, come around. Listen to what the doctors are saying. Listen to what the medical experts are saying. And let's do what we can to wear masks everywhere we go as often as possible, and not to resist it, not to think it's some sort of conspiracy. No, it's a real thing that ends up hurting real people. And uh, hopefully here in our state and everywhere else, uh, people can get that into their minds and and, and, in the forefront of the way they think. You know, Gordon, the problem is half our listeners maybe just switched it to, uh, I don't know, some other channel just because they don't want to hear the fact. Don't preach to me about a mask, but I'm just using, I'm being the devil's advocate because I'm uh-huh. a believer that if we did this for four weeks' time, there, there would be a huge downturn in cases and infections. That's just me. I'm no yeah. doctor, mm-hmm. but after all the things you listen to, uh, I would think even in colleges, because colleges are all going back, doing their thing, right? And what do 20-year-old people do? What? What do they do? Hang Socialize. Out. Hang mm-hmm. out, right? You want to date a pretty gal, right? You see a, a hot guy. So it's, it's, it's hard to do. I, I would hate to be in college at this particular moment because of the things I know you did and I did, and, um, you know, how, how free and easy it was to socialize, but that's not the case today. And 
you know, that's where the flare-up is. Europe is beginning to have a second wave themselves. So, you know, I, I wish I had all the answers. No one does, man. This is like an ongoing uh, debate every day on what really what to do. And it would probably do the country, you know, here we are. We, we, we're not supposed to talk politics and sports. But what happens is, did you see the transition there? Zach Wilson, quarterback, Brigham Young University, in a press conference, talks about the summer of COVID for him, which now translates to talk radio, sports talk radio, right? How do you get away from that? Because it's affecting so many people inside and outside of sports. I mean, it's just everywhere. And, uh, yeah, measures can be taken to mitigate it. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anything is going to snuff it out completely until they get uh, medication or a vaccine that will handle it. And who knows when that will happen. So, in the meantime, we have to be as careful as, as possible. Buller, it's not just about being taking care of yourself it's about taking care of your neighbor it's about taking care of the people around you and that that's what wearing the mask the wearing the mask isn't going to protect you it's going to protect people around you so it seems like it makes a lot of sense for folks just to quit complaining about that and doing what they can to help others it's it, it, it's really i think it's necessary and uh, we're seeing these this increase in numbers Hopefully, uh, hopefully those things will start to trend down again. Maybe it'll get worse before it gets better. What was it? Another six hundred and some today, uh, but uh, over a thousand over the weekend. Well, that's just crazy. We got to get this thing under control. And uh, younger people, uh, I think the percentage I saw of hospitalizations only one and a half percent. But uh, then they pass it along to other more vulnerable parts of the population, and then they end up in the hospital. So. Yeah, it, it, it spreads over the sports, just like you said. There's there's no real separating it. I mean, BYU's game against Army wiped out, right? I mean, I wanted to uh, see I wanted to see BYU's defense again replicate their their effort against the the option, the wishbone, what, how well they played against Navy, and how they would attack if it was a real if it was a uh, if this if this is a defense that's worthy of a lot of high early season accolades, right? I'm looking right now at the college football rankings week four, and Cougar fans, you've played one game, but I think the respect from how you handled Navy, who basically runs it down their opponent's throat on every Saturday given, uh, 18th in the AP poll and number 23 in the coaches. That's after one game, one performance against the Naval Academy, and I, I really did want to see Army play. Uh, BYU. But this is going to happen, I think, Gordon, too, throughout uh, the whole fall. And my fear is, again, I don't want to see a second wave. I want to play NBA basketball. I want to see college and NFL football continue on. I want to start to see fans trickle in and test the waters, so to speak, but safely. And that's going to take a yeoman's job and a lot of individuals who are fans listening right now to take it upon themselves to say, good, I, I want to see these games too, and let's do the best we can to get our, our – our, I better be careful – get our hindsights back in the arena. Because you know what? I called 17 games in that building right to my right uh, during uh, the bubble when the Jazz were – you know, three three scrimmages and the eight reseeding games and the great series with Denver. Let me tell you, from, from my perspective, that is the loneliest place in Salt Lake right now. They, I mean, the building, that, the, the house that Larry Miller built wants people back. And I, I'm, I, I, Gordon, it's a, it's a lonely place 
inside that building. There were seven of us, and it's just a bizarre feeling to sit there by yourself calling an NBA game off a jumbotron. And I hope well, that we get well, back to some normalcy soon. Well said, Bowler. Well said. Uh, and, and, look, you're not preaching at anybody. I think we're just talking good common sense here so that we can accomplish exactly what you just said, getting back to, to, to more a, a closer rendition of normal living, you know. But it, in the meantime, that's what we got to do uh, to get that thing uh, taken care of so that we can enjoy sports the way we love to enjoy it. You know, in the old days, we'd do the Insta poll, right, to see who's all, who, who actually is hating us on this conversation, who agrees. But, you know, I guess technology has bypassed us or bypassed me, Gordo. But I get a feeling it's probably split. You know, some don't care. Some don't feel the need. Uh, and, you know, I, I, you know, I just hope we get through it because sports in our lives, and I think everyone listening to Sports Talk Radio, or that's why you listen because you, you have the love of sport, whether it's Utah, BYU, you know, Big Blue, uh, uh, Weber State, uh, Real Salt Lake, you know, p- take your pick, right? NFL, whether you're a Bronco, 49er, or Chiefs fan, um, you know, you <laughs> You want to you want to get back and kind of feel comfortable and, and get rowdy again. And I, it is kind of it is it is kind of strange, Bowler, watching your Chiefs win on a on a fifty eight yard field goal in an empty stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's uh it's kind of strange. I don't like the fake crowd noise. I didn't get rid of that crap, but uh, it is kind of strange. By the way. The Chiefs have themselves one heck of a kicker, don't they? His name is Butker. How about that? What a, what a name. What a name. Well, hey, when we come back, let's talk NFL because the other part of this equation, too, and Scotty and Hansen on it, I thought it was really a, a, an interesting conversation. And I want to know your reasons why injuries have struck uh, in week two. I counted 27 injuries, mm. man. Knees and hams, hamstrings. Yeah. And uh, there are some huge names. These just aren't outliers. These are names that are going to impact franchises throughout the rest of the season. So, Gordo, hang on. Buckle up inside Monson, uh, the, the Casa del Monson. Um, <laughs> okay. And, you know, I'm buckled, yourself. Bowler. Are you buckled? I'm buckled. Yeah, right, let's tell, go. Tell Lisa I said hello. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> don't forget, I'm hanging out. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> I'm hanging out at Vivid Arena today, the sidewalk sale at the Utah Jazz Team Store. It's all through Saturday right here at the arena, up to 80% off uh, tees, hats, hoodies, jerseys, and so much more. Uh, also, the new location inside Smith's Marketplace, that's 3215 South Valley Street, Salt Lake City. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. We're coming back. The big show rolls. Rolls on with uh, Bowler and Monson on 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo. Oh, yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah, Johnny. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I love you know, it. Did you always like him uh, even when you were younger? Because I've, I've come to like him more the older oh, I've gotten. 
Look, when you have a grand, two grandfathers who play it on the radio in Southern Missouri, <laughs> and Johnny is their man, of course, I, I like Johnny Cash. But I've, I've learned to appreciate him even more. I love the movie Walk the Line, oh, yeah. which really gave you the insight on his struggle with drugs and the fact, you know, marriage and living on the road and just the way he started. I thought it was uh, a really uh, compelling flick that gives you the inside of a man. But uh, the band of the day, the artist of the day, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. So, Bowler, i got to ask you, uh, were you uh, incarcerated at Folsom when Johnny Cash performed there? I no, I, I just barely bypassed Folsom. Yeah, just barely. Yeah. Oh, man. It reminds me of that line. Remember that line from... Uh, Naked Gun, when uh, Leslie Nielsen is walking through the the prison, the cafeteria, and he said, uh, I was surrounded by criminals and, uh, uh, you know, felons and this and that and the other. And he said, I felt like I was at a Raiders game. <laughs> hey, can I tell you a quick story? Did I ever tell you yeah. this story? Mm-hmm. T- stop me, Austin, if I have. This is Dan Deerdorf and I uh, in Oakland calling a Raiders game. Okay, against, I believe, let me think here. I'm going to go back. I'm just going to put my mind in, in back gear here We've for a We've heard this story a hundred times. Let's move on. I'm just kidding. I don't think you ever have. Uh, I don't remember this one. Well, the Raiders, uh, let me think here. This had to be an AFC. It wasn't the Chiefs or I would have remembered it. I believe it was Denver or the Chargers. And Deerdorf is not liked uh, in Oakland. And so at that time, Dan's a great guy and uh, had a stint on Monday Night Football as well and just an incredible O-line guy. But he's been ravaged by injury. And so we had to take him up uh, through the, the tower on a, on a golf cart, right, to get him into the booth. And we had a blast. It was one of the most uh, entertaining games I've ever been a part of. So afterwards, though, he had already made plans. And I didn't know this, how bad Raider fans, they were waiting for him outside the the doggone door and so what they did this is true they backed an ambulance back to the back door loading dock and you couldn't see in so they never knew that we were going to do this but he and i and a producer and a director jumped in the back of an ambulance and took us about a quarter mile through an incredible I mean, crazed fan base of the Raiders, as you remember in Oakland, now Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, um, they got us out to the street, and there were two cars waiting for us. And I think fans started to kind of understand what was going on, and they could see Dan out the window as he was waving at him, knowing he'd gotten away. But they started <laughs> pounding on the ambulance, and we finally got outside the gate. Hit the hit the road in two cars and got to the airport. But wow. that is a true story, true story in Oakland. Uh, the oh, Raiders got out of there with by the skin of your teeth. Oh, it was crazy. But that's wow. a that's a passion of of Raider fans. Uh, of you know, and I've grown up in Kansas City, man. Ben Davidson, Marv Hubbard, Daryl LaMonica, Fred Belitnikoff. The names go on and on, right? Yeah. That, that was some crazy football back in those days. Kind of like what the NBA was back in Sloan's day, uh, yeah. when you could punch. You could punch and claw and bite and <laughs> didn't even get it, wouldn't even get you know called up or a tee or even get teed up on it. Well, this is great doing this show with you because you and I can talk about George Blanda. 
<laughs> Jake 70. has no clue who George Blanda was, but that's all right. Hey, hey, he played. No, he played to a seventy. No, he was like fifty something. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look it up. If you don't know who George Blanda is, take a, a history lesson in the National Football League, and you'll see the longevity of this guy and and a, a quarterback and a and a place kicker extraordinaire. And uh, he was a tough. He was a tough cookie, I'll tell you that. Well, well, you talked about you talked about the injuries, and that that really stood out. That Niners game, holy cow! Brutal. It seemed like half the team was getting hurt, and you know uh, there were many others, like you said, what twenty seven? You counted twenty seven. A lot, a lot of them knee and whatnot. When I'm seeing that, I'm thinking, first of all, you've heard me say this before, but that that's one. What is the deal with the knee? What? And and you're a great person to talk to because you have walk down that road you've hobbled down that road with a with your injured knee starting from when you were in high school like that was at college i forget but no high number one high school number two uh k-state brutal you know it's an injury that is ticks me off when i talk about it and i can't stand to look when i was calling games at cbs and fox when i looked at the replay before they always did a preview for us in the booth to make a determination should we replay this or not and i always yelled Mm -hmm. out no you know (laughs) because i i know what's coming and usually it's it's a grotesque bend back front uh whatever it may be it's it's just it's a it's a rough injury now look back in the so-called day the 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 surgical procedure was brutal uh, they didn't have the arthroscopics that they have now and the ability to bounce back in a nine to ten month window. Uh, back in the day, it could be a, a total career ender or it would be maybe a year, year and a half before they even allowed you back on the football field. For me, I had I couldn't pass my physical. That's the bottom line to it. I mean, I just didn't have enough strength that returned back to the quad and hamstring because you, you know, you they didn't rehab like they do today i was in a i was in a plaster cast for three months now if you have acl surgery you're rehabbing the minute you wake up you're on a machine that actually uh, keeps the flexibility and the strength of your quad and your hamstring uh, so there's no atrophy and that's what happened to me but you look at nick bosa i love this guy 49er d end uh knee uh acl uh, Barkley, Shaquan Barkley, New York Giants running yeah. back, stud, ACL. Christian McCaffrey, Carolina Panthers running back, big-time player, the high ankle sprain. Now, look, when you hear high, what do you think? High ankle uh, sprain means a long time. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. like a, a six- to eight-weeker, you know, because uh-huh. it's, it's, it, it, it really was a, it's a bad grade. And then I know Scotty's having a cow. Uh, Drew Locke, quarterback, mm-hmm. sprained his shoulder. They call it the AC joint. And then uh, Cortland Sutland uh, tore his ACL, a fine young receiver for the Broncos. And I'm just that's the top five. And then I had to throw in Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback for the for the 49ers. So you get Bosa on one end and Garoppolo on the other. And he's had and his injury, by the way, is the same. Um, as uh, McCaffrey's, and that's the high ankle sprain. So you're looking four to six weeks before these players can get back into action. And these aren't secondary-level players. These are no. these are big-time uh, offense and defensive stars that make or break a, a win or a loss on a given Sunday. So here's the question of the hour, really. 
Uh, that well, first of all, let me let me back up a little bit. That Niner Jets game. I mean, they're going to examine that turf, and I think they need to. I don't know what was going on there, but they need to take a good look at that. But it's bigger than just. Do you think that this rash of injuries has anything to do with the with the truncated preparation for the season? I would say, from my experience, yes. You know, I'm going to go back to another name. <laughs> No one may remember, but he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, Bob Greasy. Uh, Bob for the, Greasy. Bob Greasy. Now, he was with the undefeated uh, Dolphins back in, what was it, 72, 74? can't yeah. remember. Uh, 72, but, I believe. But I'm using this as a reference point because I worked with him, and he always, uh, with the Dolphins, we did like seven years together with the uh, NFL preseason package that we had at CBS. And uh, he always talked about the importance of, of training camp. Now, in the old days, seven seven preseason games. Why? Because, Gordo, as you know, it wasn't a year-round sport. And so they used those games to melt 40 pounds off D-line and O-line <laughs> guys, right? Yeah, and yeah. then to start getting your chemistry together with your wide receivers and running backs. And basically, though, it was for the line uh, and the D and O-line and the linebacker guys to, 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 to get into shape. Now, Gordon, the, the, it's always this. You have to be in shape, right? There's never no rest. No. There's yeah. never any rest for an athlete. Uh, you're almost, what's the word I want to use? You're almost, um, it's like how dare you uh, be a professional athlete and not come to camp in shape. Um, that usually breaks into news, right? That usually is a, a lead on any sportscast in America, if, my goodness, Tom Brady uh, came in about 20 pounds overweight and not taking the game serious anymore. It's kind of yeah. the way it is. And I think, again, there has to be some wear and tear issues, right? I would think. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah. I don't know that for a fact. I mean, I talked with uh, Dr. Dave P- Petron over the, over the weekend for a column I was writing, and I asked him the question, and he said, you, if, you, if you ramp up too quickly, then you run the risk of, overuse injuries and whatnot but these are these are like you were talking about these are knees and and ankles and things like that that are pretty serious and so uh i I, I, you brought back some good memories i mean i used to go out when i worked for the uh down in la i I went out to uh the dallas cowboys training camp that was out in thousand oaks at a place called cal lutheran University and they and I remember these are old school guys. This is back in the uh, mid '80s, early '80s, and they would come to camp a little bit less than in shape, and they needed that time to get themselves all put back together again. And it did take time, but I agree with you. These athletes nowadays, it's it's a year round process. I mean, it these is. guys, I think they may not be in plan shape, but they they keep themselves pretty darn fit. They work pretty hard during the off season. So I don't know. I don't know whether it's just a, a weird quirk that's going on right now or whether – and I don't know statistically if it's uh, really more than usual. It just seemed like Sunday was kind of a kind of a tough day that way. Yeah, 27 injuries that I counted. And I know there's more. Von Miller was on that list as well. Uh, Denver's been decimated 49ers. I don't know how their season's going to turn out in this truncated season of the National Football League. We were worried mostly about COVID. Now you've got ACLs running down uh, like it's, uh, you know, like a domino. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It, it mm. tells you the, the knee wasn't made to 
to play the game of football. I mean, I love yeah. the game, as you know, and I know a lot of fans are fans, and they've all many have played as well. But that knee, man, if it gets stuck in that turf, as you mentioned, Gordo, uh, there's a lot of beautiful fields that look great on camera, man. But if you get your foot stuck and you cannot get a push or you can't, in your own mind, pull it up out of the grass or the turf, you're in big trouble. And that's what I saw yesterday. You can almost see for a millionth of a second a player twinge just a bit, knowing in their mind, I'm stuck. And you know what? I'm in trouble. And that's exactly what happened. And, Bowler, you know what you're talking about. How many surgeries on those knees years? Uh, seven. Yeah, seven. And I hope that's the, yeah. the seven is a lucky number. Uh, yeah. Well, so to speak. I don't think that's real yeah. luck, but let's stop at seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stay let's, right let's there. Let's stop at seven. Hey, I, hey, Austin, when we come back, uh, we have time to talk about some of the games yesterday in the National Football League. Okay, let's do that because uh, we're going to talk about Butker, uh, the Chiefs kicker. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, too, about Cam. Uh, and the Patriots, despite the loss, uh, threw for nearly 400 yards. And um, the Rams, the Broncos in trouble, and also oh, Brady finally got a win. Uh, and then at the three, Cowboys. How about oh, the Cowboys? Cow- that Cowboys win was ridiculous, man. Woo. On, onside kick. Hmm. That was a gutty call, by the way. <laughs> and then at 3 o'clock, Cam Miller uh, will join us talking college football. He's the uh, an analyst and a writer. And then Chris Mannix at 4 o'clock, uh, NBA Daily Assist. And on we go on the big show. Gordo, thanks for letting me sit in. Jake, I hope you're enjoying a vacation. Jazz Nation, hello. We'll be back. The big show rolls on. Tight ends left, two to the right. Johnson shifts to his left hip, snaps to Newton. Nope. He's going to run it left. He's hit behind the line, and he somersaults to the two. The Seahawks celebrate as they stop Newton for a loss on the run. And Seattle will win it over the Patriots, 35-30. to 30. Johnny Cash and the play-by-play call against uh, uh, the Seahawks. Um... And the Patriots, I take Cam Newton, Gordon. Uh, by the way, welcome back to the big show. Craig Bowler, Jack, filling in for Jake Scott, Gordon Monson at the Casa del Monson. Uh, that was one heck of a football game. Seahawks yeah. 2-0. Uh, Cam had a chance to win it. He got uh, cartwheeled about, what, three yards away from the goal line. And yeah. uh, the Seahawks 2-0. Cam, though, uh, he's filling some big shoes. I, but I think he's what he's – what I've seen so far – I think Patriot fans have got to be elated. Look, Tom Brady, uh, one of the best, the GOAT, right? Uh, But Cam yesterday, despite the loss, goes 397 yards. I thought he threw the ball extremely well, uh, had great touch, placed it. He's got some, I think, really high-level receivers. But uh, the Seahawks are are pretty good, too. Uh, Russell Wilson threw five touchdowns and really one of the better games of the day. Russell Wilson, man, is that guy playing well. I mean, he he really has it together. That was a weird, I don't know if you saw much of that game, but that was a weird first touchdown that the Patriots got off that tip ball off of Olsen's fingertips. And it lands lands right in the arms of, uh, I think, was it McCourty? I I forget. But anyway, he takes off and and scores a touchdown. And that's the kind of play. That's why some interceptions, Bowler, are unfair to tag on a quarterback because that was a decently thrown ball and next thing you know the Patriots get a pick six 
But uh, but anyway, yeah, I saw much of that game, and it's it's just it's kind of different watching the Patriots now. It really is uh, because you. I mean, how long have we watched one guy go under center? I mean, yeah. it, it's since I was two. Um, you know, Tom Brady's been quarterbacking, and here he is uh, now wearing a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform. Well, we'll talk Tampa in a second. What are your thoughts? Chiefs, I know. I'm, I'm going to stand back here because, yeah, I grew up in Kansas City. People know that. Excited the Chiefs won uh, after a 50-year wait. I think that's a long enough, don't you? Come on, 50 years. Give me a break. I remember watching the first one. Super Bowl four and Super Bowl 54. I, I'll take it. Otis, Chiefs, uh, Otis what, what was his name? Otis Taylor? Otis Taylor. Yeah. yeah. There was a song written about Otis when, uh, you know, I can't pick it up. It's like Otis Taylor uh, kicking up his heels and putting put the icing on the cake, Kansas City. That was a big <laughs> number one hit song back in KC when I was about uh, two, three years old. I don't know. Lenny uh, Dawson, Curly Culp. Who else was yeah. on that team, man? That's Buck, Buck Buchanan, Hall of Famers. Uh, they had was Eddie Ed Podolak. Podolak on Ed, that team? Ed Podolak, you had yeah. Gloucester Richardson, you had uh, Freddie Arbanis, who only played with one eye. He was oh, in, wow. he was injured, and he lost an eye, I believe, in high school, and still played at a high level for the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a, a heck of a team on the offense and defensive side. Willie Lanier is another guy that was uh, uh, about as good as it gets. But Butker, I want to just talk about pressure. Think about the 58-yarder that he hit in regulation then he gets the freeze out and it's good at 53 yards so he has to re-tee it right for 58 because the Chiefs was, jumped offside yeah yeah the first one was a the first one was a penalty from 53 then they back it up to 58 and he first of all he makes the first one doesn't right. count then they they reconfigure it it's a 58 yarder he hits that one but that's that's where there was a they, – they called timeout right before right. he – I hate that bowler. I, I, and some people, uh, as I was watching that game, some people that was that were watching alongside said, well, that's just part of the game. I, don't, yeah. I think that's cheap, man. I don't like that. But anyway, it didn't matter because this guy is so good, he just <laughs> tees it up and hits it a third straight one and wins the game. Uh, he is – he may be the best kicker in football. Uh I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Cowboys, as you mentioned, one and one, that onside kick. Titans beat the Jags by three. They're 2-0. and Rams, 2-0, and uh, got a big win over Philadelphia. Scotty, I'm sorry, Broncos 0-2. Injured Steelers, though, took advantage, go 2-0. and And we talked about Bucks and Brady. Uh, they're one and one, and after he kind of took a hit from his new head coach uh, last week, he still had yeah. a pick against Carolina, but 31-17. Tonight, it will be a fun game to watch. Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints uh, at the new stadium in Las Vegas. I think some Salt Lake football fans, NFL fans, will make the trip south to I-15. I know I will. Whenever, when, whenever we can, and you're gonna get, you're, you'll hear that game tonight on 1280 The Zone. On AM here, right on twelve eight of the zone, right yeah. on twelve eight of the zone, right here, Saints Raiders. Hey Austin, I gotta find out. Bowler uh, Austin and Jake and I are playing Survivor, some kind of Survivor pool, you know, where we yeah. pick a game and then you can only pick a team once if you keep winning, and if you lose, then you're supposedly out. 
Austin, do you know? I know um, I picked the Bucks, and so I won. How how do you do, and how Jake do? Yeah, you you uh, won, so you're a lie. You survive, I should say. Uh, I picked the Steelers to beat the Broncos, and you're for in. a minute there, I was a little nervous. It was a one score <laughs> game, even late, but the Steelers did pull away and finish that. And Jake barely scraped by yesterday, as the 49ers only won by 69 points over the New York Jets. So. <laughs> well, that was a that was a tough one. That was tight. That was a, I broke a sweat. Hey, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if you uh, if you ever done this before, but you can only pick a team to win once, and then you got to move on to someone else. And uh, it's kind. Of, it's kind of fun. Uh, Jake are lost in the first week, but we let him back in out of the goodness of our heart, right, Jake? Right, well, listen. the goodness of our heart and double or nothing on the uh, incriminating audio. So when so, he yeah. loses, he owes us two incriminating audio. So are you telling me if you lose the first week, you're out the rest of the way? That's how it Supposedly. usually goes. Yeah, yeah. That's brutal. But <laughs> hey, Bowler, like Bowler, did, did you see this? You chest a trailer just... Uh, just sent us a, a photo of Lynn Dawson sitting on the sideline smoking. Smoking. A, a I heater. saw that. I saw that. Smoking a heater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how many professional athletes went into the locker room and smoked up a heater or two? Uh, <laughs> Vladi Divots, I believe, Gordo, in the day. Hello. Uh, uh, I think Jerry Sloan would admit he had a ready roll a time or two in Chicago. Uh, all those guys. You go in there and you can hardly find your way through the fog. Uh, Even Corella Fasenko, yes. a couple Marlboros here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did. Don't do Unf- it, kids. It's not I think, no. it was, I, think, I think it was unfiltered, too, there, Austin. <laughs> you know? Uh, hey, we're outside. Team store of the Utah Jazz, uh, outside Vivint Arena. Stop on by. And by the way, guys, I was just given a pair to look at. Moms, dads, kids. Listen, the Donovan Mitchell issue one is right here in front of me. It's black, green inside with the stripes. It's it's with the Adidas three stripes. Uh, it's awesome. If I I, it, I I may have to pair get a size eleven and a half in these Gordo. You look good, Austin. You look really good. But the price is even better. Sixty dollars today on the sidewalk sale. So if you want to don issue one, they're right here uh, outside of Vivint Arena at the uh, Jazz. Uh, team store, $60 will get you a brand-new pair of Dawn Issue 1s. Hey, we're coming back on the big show, uh, top of the hour. Uh, Cam Meller is going to join us. We'll talk more college football, maybe break down the top 25 and get his thoughts about BYU and the news also that Zach Wilson was a COVID survivor uh, after suffering uh, that virus this, this past summer. More to come right here on 1280 The Zone.